rigorous training to become a Jedi. Yoda asked him to do seemingly impossible things like move heavy objects with only his thoughts and balance himself on one hand. The skeptical youth replied, Okay, I'll try. No, try not. Do or do not. There is no try. So, under Yoda's instruction, Luke learned to use the Force for good. Hello, Star Wars fans and movie milkers everywhere, and welcome to the sixth episode of Blast Points, where we know the only thing more fun than watching Star Wars is talking Star Wars. I am your host, Jason Gibner, and I am joined once again with Mr. Gabe Bott. Hey. So... So, okay, so I feel like we are just getting, like, chilled out with Force Awakens, maybe, a little bit. Like, as chilled out as we can be. And then, this morning, at, like, 9 a.m., they, they literally dropped a bomb on us. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, whatever the first order of business was going to be, it, it's not that anymore. No. <laughs> No, there's only one first order of business today, and it's, uh, yeah, it's Star Wars Episode Eight now filming. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode eight. Yeah. Well, and technically, it's already been filming, but now it's officially filming because they had footage to show, right? So they had to film that before. So here's something (laughs) I was wondering that what was in the video that dropped today um, is that from what they filmed out at Skellig Michael a while ago, do you think? I was thinking it was either the second time they went back there that they were talking about, or I thought there were reports already of Ryan Johnson going there and filming. Because they had to go film like earlier than they would have because of the weather, and like, it's hard to get on that island, and there's puffins or something that live there. <laughs> yeah, like, they can't <laughs> disrupt the birds. Like, the, I, I read a whole article about, like, Star Wars in trouble with Skellig Michael, and I was like, uh-oh. And, like, the whole article was something about, like, migration habits of, of puffins. Or something. It's yeah. like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, but, yeah, it's like... Like the shot of Ray, it's like I didn't. I guess I didn't spend enough time freeze framing it, but like I couldn't tell if that was a new shot or if that was just an alternate take from when they were there last time. I, I'm. I think it's totally new. I would think so. It tripped me out, and I probably watched it seventy five thousand times this morning, and like this, like the way she gets the saber out of the bag seemed. Um, totally different than Force Awakens. Yeah, but it could be an alternate take from that. But but that's the crazy thing, right? If that's new footage, then 
either the movie starts immediately where the last one ends, or um, it's the crazy thing we talked about before where it's like maybe it starts with Luke like before Force Awakens ends and Force you know, and episode eight actually is running at the same time as Force Awakens and then it syncs up at some point and we see the end of Force Awakens, you know, an hour into maybe not an hour, but you know, thirty minutes into episode eight. Yeah, okay, so let's get real. It, so episode eight, yeah, the crawl will go up. What is that crawl gonna say? If it really begins right at the end of seven, is that that you can't have a crawl that just recaps the last movie? Unless it just recaps what Luke's been up to. Ah, I mean, if this first, I mean, episode seven's crawl was like Luke has vanished. Maybe episode eight is like, you know, Luke, <laughs> Luke's been chilling on an island, <laughs> doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, using the force, catching fish. <laughs> Because there's not enough wood on there to build a fire, so... Being a slob. Yeah, being a slob, eating raw fish, <laughs> getting grumpy. Trying to find a toilet in that place. Yeah. <laughs> getting attacked by puffins. <laughs> <laughs> Disrupting the mating habits of puffins. Yeah. So... turmoil. So the crawl goes up, and then it's like a space shot, and then if it follows tradition, then it will go to, like, a spaceship. Or a planet. Yeah. A planet-spaceship yeah. combo. And I think at this point, it's got to... I mean, Force Awakens was the time to kind of buck the trend and not have it start in space, but they did. Well, technically, I guess it could have started on the planet. That angle's almost like you're on Jakku looking up at the sky. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I don't know. They keep, uh, they keep they're keeping us guessing. So then... Yeah, well, I mean, will the ship we see, the spaceship we see, be the Falcon zooming by? Oh, man. It could be. <laughs> so then it's even a weird, like, episode 8 starts, and it starts, you know, five minutes before episode 7 ends, and it's the Falcon flying by and landing on the planet? Could be. It could be. I mean, or they just, uh, you know, maybe the First Order is right behind tracking the Falcon, because they did take the Falcon, which they said was easy to find. Yeah, they put a tracking device on it. So, maybe Ray and Luke don't do any training. It's kind of like Ray finds Luke and the First Order shows right up. And it gets crazy right off the bat. Well, and you got th- well, and that and that raises an interesting question too. What's the state of the First Order after Starkiller Base has been destroyed? Right. Yeah, cuz other than you know, them saying Hux and Phasma and Kylo are still alive. The movie doesn't set it up, so yeah, yeah. Because you'd have to, th- you'd have to think that we're gonna get. Because there was the rumor going out that they built, they recreated the whole Skellig Michael thing, so they wouldn't disturb more puffins. They they recreated the whole Skellig Michael thing at Pinewood, and they were gonna shoot a lot of. Uh, what's what's the name of the planet? The first Jedi Temple planet. It's like. I can't remember. Octo or something. Yeah, Achu or something. <laughs> Achu! <laughs> Gesundheit. Um, so, so they, um, they they recreated that set there. Wasn't the that uh, Yugoslavia or whatever country they were maybe filming in too, like all the uh, pictures people were posting of that looked a lot like Skelly Michael, only without water. So maybe that was going to be a stand-in as well. Remember those pictures? Yeah. So... 
yeah, maybe there will be a lot. But who? maybe that is all happening before Ray gets there. I mean, maybe, because one of the things I was thinking is, especially with the uh, story where, you know, they were basically going to film the Ghost Yoda scene and then they changed their mind, is maybe all that stuff got moved because that was stuff Ryan Johnson was like, hey, let me have the ghosts for mine because that goes with the Episode Eight story. And that's the whole thing too with the Ghost Yoda, and we'll talk more about the the Jedi spirits later. But where would that have fit in? The only thing I could think of is if it was when I first read that, I thought the the Ray the Ray Vision part. Oh, I think they even mentioned that actually in the article that it was for the Ray Vision. But even that, that's why I wonder. If, I mean, there was like what twice as much Ray Vision potentially filmed, or at least in the script. Oh yeah. So maybe a lot of that stuff got pushed to eight. Maz on a speeder. Yeah. <laughs> the lightsaber or whatever was supposed to be there. That should have been in the visit the vision. It's yeah, and speaking of Maz, like so the press release um talks about Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, of course. But then after that, Lupita Nuango coming back. Mm-hmm. So Maz Kanata's back in episode eight? I would think so. Maybe we'll get the the story of how she got the saber. I when I first read that, my first thought was, well, it, did she like when when the whole like when the when the resistance left um, the Takodana? Mm-hmm. When they left Takodana, did Maz just be like, oh hey, I'm coming with you, and we just didn't see her at the resistance base, or is that what happened with the deleted scene when she's giving Leia the saber? Yeah, I would. I would think so because yeah, otherwise <laughs> she's just sleeping in the woods right now. <laughs> <laughs> A sleeping bag. Yeah. So, but then I wonder too. Like, does she know? I mean, you you'd think she knows Luke Skywalker. She's on a first name basis with him. Yeah. Yeah, and she knew she knew all about the saber. She knew all about the saber. She's the only person that says the word Sith in the entire movie. And she also knows that that saber was Anakin's. Right. So she knows some stuff. Yeah. Well, even if she didn't know Luke directly, she at least knows enough about him to know what's up. Yeah. I made me wonder, too, if when, you know, Han says those that knew him best said he went looking for the first Jedi Temple... If, if Maz Kanata is a thousand years old, maybe Luke went to Maz's place and is like, tell me where the first Jedi Temple is, or do you have any leads, or who do I talk to to find this? Yeah, I can see that. So then after that, Dom Hall Gleason, uh, Anthony Daniels, Gwendolyn Christie, and Andy Serkis, um, which is great, the promise of more Snoke. Um, but I noticed uh, one... Are actually two cast members that are not listed in that group. Can you think of them, Gabe? Uh, no. Peter, <laughs> Peter Mayhew. Oh well, I believe it. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling. I think we talked about this that there's probably more not Peter Mayhew than there is Peter Mayhew, and they just weren't calling attention to it to transition in the new guy. Yeah. Uh, no Kenny Baker either. Yeah. Well, if anything, I get Peter Mayhew's probably graduated to Kenny Baker status where he gets uh, a credit out of honorary credit. Right. 
without making them sit in a suit. Yeah, because that's just not going to happen. Is it? Was there a? Did they give? A, was Kenny Baker in the credits for episode seven? I believe it's like R two consultant. Okay, because I thought he was still in there. Yeah, it's uh, it's something like. My head. Uh, and then new cast, uh, you know, well, uh, aside from, before we get to new cast members, uh, no mention of Billy D. Williams. Yeah. I think if Lando's going to show up, they're going to, it's going to be a surprise. You think so? I would think so. So I checked Billy D. Williams' Twitter page, and if they are trying to keep it a secret, Billy D.'s not doing a good job. <laughs> What's his Twitter page? So it's just like it's like Lando's back over and over again. Lando's back. <laughs> it's me, Billy D. I'm back, baby. Um, yeah. No, it's like the he didn't have a post like for months, and then I think it was like last week. He's like, "Hey, everybody, I'm gonna be at the London Comic Con at the end of February," and it's like, "Oh, so you're in, <laughs> you're in London." Oh, wonder why. Hmm. That's interesting. Hello, what have we here? Um, so yeah, Billy D. Williams is in London. Or at least he's going to be there at the end of the month. I mean, I don't think Lando is going to have a starring role in 8, but... He should at least get as much as Carrie Fisher got. Yeah, that would be cool. Especially if they have some sort of funeral or something for Han, which you would think they would. Everyone else who dies in Star Wars gets a funeral. Again, which is interesting, if if 8 is beginning right at the end of 7, will, yeah, will there be some sort of Han Solo memorial situation? Yeah. And then um, new cast members, uh, finally the, the worst kept secret in the world, Benicio Del Toro. And then this one, really interesting, Academy Award nominee Laura Dern. Yeah. Yeah, that was unexpected. Yeah. Not that, like, it's a bad thing, like... No, no, and that's, I think, the thing... Now there's another thing to contemplate for the next two years. It's like, who's she going to be playing? The first thing I thought is Luke... was Is Luke not alone on the island? Oh, I didn't even think that. Wow. Yeah. That would be kind of crazy. Is Laura Dern Mrs. Skywalker? I don't know... I don't know. Like that's it's getting far fetched. I know, but <laughs> someone's got to be combing that hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, I gotta say, I can't believe like they made this announce. I think just for you and I. Yeah. It, like of all the things to show, they just zoomed in on his hair. <laughs> it was like they knew they're like Jason and Gabe. They're they're excited, but we gotta we gotta push them over the edge. <laughs> We're just going to zoom in on his beautiful golden feathered hair. <laughs> layers. <laughs> layers and layers. Layers. And I was thinking, too, I didn't even, like, it didn't hit me till today, too, is, like, Luke's, like, you know, older than Obi-Wan was. His beard's all gray, but his hair is still, like, beautiful golden. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, all his force power is just keeping his hair beautiful. It, it, was, it was the best, because this morning... I was just like, oh my, like this uh, this uh, episode 8 announcement. And then you had to scroll all the way down to the bottom of the article. And I was like, oh my God, there's a video. Oh my God. 
And then you play the video, and there's the, there's you know the shot of the island, and then immediately the next thing you pretty much all you can look at is Luke's hair. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah, it was the that was the first thing I think I had a text review. It was the first thing I saw when I woke up this morning, and it was like, oh boy, <laughs> here we go, here we go. It's all starting to get in Luke's hair. And that, and that was when I first saw episode seven, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I, I, I think I told you before. I had thought about what Luke was gonna look like every single day for about two years. From, oh, yeah. That's all we talked about. That's all we ever talked about. <laughs> like, hey, have you been thinking about Luke today? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All yes. day. Um, so, and the hair, when I first saw episode seven, Luke, the hair was the one. I think when you and I were texting each other, it was all just, it was just over, over and over again saying the hair. Yeah. Well, because we were imagining what he was going to look like, and then. I think even when there was that leaked picture of him getting the laser scanned or whatever, did he have the hood on or something? He had his hood up. Yep. Yeah. So, like, yeah, never in a million years were we like, oh, his, his hair's going to be beautiful. It's just like he'll just have Obi-Wan hair or Luke hair or whatever. And then, yeah, in those, uh, oh, man. So, that's a wig, right? Yeah. That's a wig. I'd like to believe that it's real. <laughs> And Mark Hamill just like keeps he, when he's not on set, he's wearing a wig. Well, every time there's there've been a bunch of pictures of him like with his family out and about in London, and he's always wearing a hat. Maybe like, it's real. Maybe he was growing the beard to distract everyone from the fact that he was growing his hair. I don't know how when they finally make like a black series, Force Awakens, Luke Skywalker, how they can do that hair justice in plastic. Like it's it should be combable. I hope it's real hair. Yeah. Yeah, for no, it's the only figure. They just, it's got real horse hair, like a, it's got like a paintbrush glued onto it. <laughs> I think if it doesn't, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a paintbrush and I'm gonna glue it onto its head. <laughs> Shampoo it, <laughs> like your yeah. finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Sideshow has the five hundred dollar real hair Jedi Luke, it's, it's done. I might, I might sell my car. <laughs> Craigslist.com. What can I get rid of? Yeah. Just, I'm just gonna post a picture at my house. Come buy some stuff, please. <laughs> Whatever you want. Just walk around. <laughs> you like that? Ten bucks. Take it. <laughs> a calculator. All right. I just need four hundred and ninety more to get that real hair of Luke Skywalker. Oh. Oh man. <clears throat> All right. So, <laughs> so it, the Laura Dern, um, Coleman Luke's hair, and a talented newcomer Kelly Marie Tran. Yep, I saw that too. I know nothing about her. Me either. I looked her up. I looked up her name, yeah. Yeah, I looked her up on IMDb and never seen her before in my life. But that's cool. I think that that always works best with Star Wars when they have the people you don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they go on with like a bunch of crew people, and there's some interesting stuff in here. A lot of the so the new um, the new director of photography is pretty much um, Ryan Johnson's guy. The editor is the guy he's worked with and a bunch of stuff in the past. But we have a new production designer, which is oh awesome. yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, um, so are both the guys or. Rick Carter and the other guy both gone then? At least they're not listed. So the head production designer is a guy, Rick Heinreichs, who 
uh, recently has been, just been doing a lot of stuff with Tim Burton, but he also did the first Captain America, and he did Pirates of the Caribbean two and three. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So more of a more of a fanta- fantasy type guy. And that that really surprised me that Rick Carter, all the work he did on Force Awakens, that for uh, eight, now they're a completely different. Um, I mean, there's still the Lucasfilm art department, which I think Doug Chang is the head of now. Um, so it's a lot, probably a lot of the same people working on seven or on eight that were working on seven, but the head production designer is different. So I mean, that could be cool because eight could have a, a, a little bit of a different look, which is great. Yeah, yeah I think that's one thing I think is it's going to be nice to see. As much as I love the prequels and that the consistency with Lucas kind of keeping the same team for the most part through all three it's going to be interesting going back to the original trilogy where each movie has a little bit more of a different look to it yeah Uh, let alone I mean it'll be with new directors obviously so it'll be just inherently different but uh, well and different writers too different writers yeah which is interesting Uh, Uh, then Michael Kaplan is back as the costume designer which is interesting yeah so a little bit carry over yeah that makes sense to me Morrison than some of the other stuff to keep the care, the consistency with the costuming. I think with Rick Carter too, like he was on the movie for a long time. Oh, when we saw him at Celebration, he said to the crowd that George Lucas hired him. Right. So he'd been on there for what four years? Yeah. At least. So it makes sense to need to move to move on to something else. He was dedicated, though, like at Celebration. Like, nobody talks. They, it's interesting that all the stuff that StarWars.com posted and that panel of the art department for Force Awakens, obviously no one recorded it. And so no one is talking about Rick Carter for a good 10 minutes getting real deep with the Force. Yeah, that's true. He did the best for, I think, getting people hyped up for Episode 7 than anybody else at Celebration did. <laughs> yeah, so he's up there, and he's like... This movie is about the Force. And then he, he said to the crowd, like, have you ever really thought about the Force? Like, re- really thought about the Force? And we, we're sitting in the crowd like, yeah, dude, I, I don't know if I really have. Now, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now that you put it that way, what have I been doing all these years? <laughs> Why am I here at Celebration? Yeah, I never thought about it. Damn it. <laughs> um, Neil Scanlon's coming back uh, for Creature and Droid Effects Creative Supervisor, so that's fantastic. And then there's like the Prop Master and uh, Stunt Guy and Visual Effects and Casting, but one key creative person is missing. Can you think of it, Gabe? No, I'm not good at thinking of it tonight. John Williams. Oh, they didn't mention John Williams, you're right. And no mention of anyone doing the score. Maybe it's, uh, it's up in the air at this point. You would have to think, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's what? He's in the, his mid-80s, right? Maybe he hasn't decided yet. Or, he's, yeah, he's not going to commit till he it's, you know, getting close. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Because when I was reading that, I was like, or maybe it's like a Billy D thing, and maybe they're waiting... Because this is just the beginning for eight, and we have a little less than two years, and they're going to want to keep building announcements and drumming up hype. Not that they really need to, but they will. Yeah, they will. Um, and it's like Billy D. Maybe they're waiting to be like, oh, and guess what? Billy D's in it. 
Oh, and guess what? John Williams is coming back. Well, I think if Billy D's going to come back, they're going to save that. They got to save some stuff for celebration next year. Or celebration but, Europe. Oh, well, yeah. This summer. That, that's true, because that's still, man, this movie every year is just going to be really confusing. Yeah. You got to think they probably they. I mean the the. the I mean sadly, sadly we're not going to Celebration Europe. I wish I was, but you got. If I was going to Celebration Europe, and if I didn't get some kind of uh, chunky bit, some kind of juicy fruit like we got in Anaheim, I'd be kind of like, man, well, how come how come the the Americans get all the dope stuff? Yeah. But they're going to get Rogue One stuff, because we still don't know anything about Rogue One. Yeah, you're right. They probably so, will get something real Rogue One awesome. Yeah, because that's what I'm really surprised that they even did the Episode Eight announcement, just for the fact that we still don't know anything about Rogue One. Jack. You know, and it's crazy, too. Like, have you talked to people, like, about Rogue One? Like, people that aren't crazy about it they aren't like star wars stupid like we are and they're like well when's the next one coming out and you're like oh yeah episode eight but there's rogue one before that like just this morning i was talking to someone and they like looked at me like the hell is rogue one yeah you know i haven't actually asked anybody about that i might do that yeah because i'm curious to see because they haven't they haven't started like yeah really marketing it or messaging normal people like what this movie is like maybe Maybe that's why they've taken so long with the with the trailer or a teaser, just because they got to figure out how they're gonna put it out there so people understand what it is. Yeah, because the person this morning was, I was like, yeah, there's Rogue One, and they're like, but that's it's the next Star Wars movie, but they're like, but it's not the next Star Wars movie. It's like, remember the first Star Wars, not number one, the fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> it happens before the first one. Yeah, so that's yeah, we talked. I think we talked about that last time, where it's like. I'm really excited for Rogue One, but of all the time periods and stories to start with the first non one, two, three, four movie, it's really weird to start with one that's in between two of three and four instead of going way before episode one or way in the future or just some side random side quest. And then they said, uh, was it September 30th is Rogue One Force Friday? Yeah. Okay. I'll be there. Uh, yeah, I'll be there. Sounds good to me. Hopefully it runs possibly a little bit more smoothly. <laughs> Maybe there's actually some stuff to buy this time. Were you surprised that there is going to be another Force Friday? At first, yeah, but then I was like, of course there's going to be another Force Friday. <laughs> right, right. I'm just worried it's going to be in September. Force Friday will be when we can get the Force Awakens Luke figure that they still haven't made. Oh, that's a good question. That's a, yeah. Like, it's a good Everyone's going to be buying episode 7 figures. Where's all right, Now Force Awakens is out. Secret's out. Han Solo dies. Everybody can talk about it. Um, now give us give us some real figures. And there wasn't a whole lot, but then those pop vinyl Funko things come out and they got like on a page like 20 Force Awakens pop vinyls. And yeah. there's Jedi Luke. There's Kylo Ren with that big scar on his face. General Organa. Yeah, there's a. We haven't gotten any. We haven't gotten any General Organa. I can't figure that out. Like where? Why there's no Han and Leia? I mean, Luke. I can't figure out either. But maybe they're. Oh, it's you know we're keeping the mystery of Luke. But like. 
Yeah, and I that the even the whole mystery of Luke, that's out the window because they just put out a video today hyping up the next movie. Yeah. Where they're just, I, I thought of that this morning. I'm like, man, they don't care if people. They're just assuming everybody's seen Force Awakens at this point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because like there should be a where's the Luke robot hand toy that I can buy and put it on my hand. Yeah. And just just take my jacket off all day with it on. A, a play wig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's the Luke the Luke Skywalker dress up set with the with the long flowing wig, or a, a beard you can glue on, and a robot hand? One of those like you know like one of those Barbie heads where you can do their hair. Yeah, a Luke Skywalker head. You can brush those golden locks. Yeah, yeah. You can braid it. You can brush it. You can blow dry it. You can put a barrette in it. You can crimp it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take selfies with it? What? what? Because at this point, they should already be on, like, it should be Han in the winter coat figure coming out now because we already have Han in the leather jacket. Yeah. It should be, yeah. Winter coat, hat, scarf. Yeah. Oh, I thought of a... So, have you heard this crazy thing? And I can't... I The last two times I watched the movie, I tried to pay attention and I couldn't figure it out. But so many people are saying that when Han gets the snow, the winter jacket the first time, it's brown, and then when oh. he goes in Starkiller Base and puts it on the second time, it's blue. Oh, no. No. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No. So, I know someone who swears that he last time he watched it, he watched, he looked for it and that it happened. Last time I watched it, I couldn't tell because they kind of do the color filtering when they're outside a little bit. But next time you watch it, look for it because it is definitely looks blue when he's inside. So, I don't know if they really went all out with the... On coat changing color, I can't. I can't handle that. <laughs> I'm still. I'm still having a hard time with the Empire changing coat thing. I still. I still want to believe it's blue. It, yeah, I think it always seemed blue to me. Right. They, I. But then, then sometimes I think like, is it blue because the action figure was blue? The lighting was blue. It's a blue movie. Empire is a blue movie. Especially everything on Hoth. It's blue everything. Blue, yeah. It's like it's like Robocop 2 and Irvin Kirshner. Robocop (laughs) Robocop is blue. Robocop blue, right. Robocop 2, Robocop blue. Blue. (laughs) This movie will blue you away. (laughs) Did you see Robocop 2? I did, it blew. Your step must be quick. Your action, sure. Yoda Puppet and the Force Lightsaber, each sold separately. As you move your lightsaber, the sound of the Force moves with you. It can be a powerful friend. That is your first lesson. Learn it well. The Force isn't my lightsaber. The Force is in all things, even you, my young Jedi. The Force Lightsaber and new Yoda Puppet, each sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. So anyway, so you saw um, you saw Force Awakens twice last week, right? I did. You, was there any was, any notes, anything you thought of in the in the second times? Oh, um, I don't know how I missed. I know you talked about this before, but when Finn's running after he drinks the water and he's running on Jakku, and those random aliens are just pushing him and, and making grunting noises. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how I missed that, but that that really got me. And then the um, when Ray's uh, when uh, Unkar Plutt tries to buy BB-8, 
and he puts all the money on the table, and the aliens in the back go, ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, yeah, I love that. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that, that almost did be in. Did you notice um, when, I think it's like in the very beginning, um, back where she goes and has her space muffin, uh, there's one dude in the back of the line, like the dude behind Baba Joe, every time I see it, I think he looks like one of the... Uh, one of like the security guys from Monster Inc. They're like, "Is there secure? I go all the way." You know, like there's a guy yeah. behind Baba yeah. Joe. He looks just like one of those dudes from Monsters Inc. Yeah, he has the suit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, one other thing I noticed I thought was kind of cool was when um, when the t- when F- Kylo's flying in his shuttle and the Tie Fighters are like flying backwards, like waiting for the other Ties, and then they like turn and fly behind with him. Yeah. That when Kylo's walking in Starkiller Base, the stormtroopers with him do the same thing, where they're all like standing backwards until he passes, and then they turn around and follow him. Hmm. But I thought that was pretty cool. It's like the stormtroopers when they're on the ground or when they're flying, they kind of do the same formations and stuff. I thought that was kind of cool. I never noticed that. Um, those are the big things, and then of course uh, Poe is answering the question from. My question that from 3PO from A New Hope, where he's always talking about his droids being frozen. <laughs> that post is all right. Let's light him up, light it up. So, another another thing in Force Awakens just for me. <laughs> all right, let's light him up. Um, light it up. You know, I I feel like the last few times I've seen it, I've been grooving more and more on Poe Dameron lines of dialogue. Because, like, I remember the first time I saw it, I really like his, uh, why well, ain't using it? Yeah. FN, <laughs> what? Um, and I still like, uh, the BB-8 rolling towards BB-8, my buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like everyone else is kind of somewhat naturalistic with their talking, but Poe is full on in some fantasy sci-fi World War II movie thing. <laughs> yeah. He's like the inverse of... Panaka. <laughs> yeah, everything's positive. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the exact opposite of Captain Panaka. More likely they were wiped out. <laughs> the huts are gangsters. Um, they grind us there. You can't take a roll of there. Huts are gangsters. Um, <laughs> yeah, everyone listening, go and watch Phantom Menace again and just have a good time laughing at... Uh, how grumpy Captain Panaka is through the whole thing. He is the king. He's the captain of Grump, of the Grump Guard. He's K- King Prana of Grumpy. Yeah. Gabe, are you ready for a question from kids? I am. Okay. Well, I don't know if I'm ready, but I'm ready. Truly wonderful, the mind of a child is. I'm leaving this one. I'm leaving this one all for you. Um, and this one is from Liam Toriano, who's six years old. And he lives in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And he asks, "Why? this is a Clone Wars-directed thing. Why do the Separatist robots talk like they have a stuffy nose? Oh, that's good. Why, why is that, Gabe? I think it's because General Grievous has a cough. Oh. And all the robots, I guess, caught it. So there's, you know, they all sleep in those those little cans together and the germs just go all over the place. Yeah. They need like a droid Claritin or something. 
<laughs> it's droid allergy season. <laughs> all, all the flowers on uh, Naboo, they just never really recovered. <laughs> they got a bug, they just can't shake it. One droid gets it, all of them get it. I'll get it. They all get it. Yeah. Well, I think that's I think that's a question from kids solved right there. Yeah, I would say that's solved. That's it. We did it. We did it. Solved with science. <laughs> that's, that's how we do it on last points. <laughs> Solve it with science. Hey, one more thing about the toy show. All right. The old master Darth Maul figure. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about the old master Darth Maul figure. I want to know. Is he going to be shirtless in the show? Because they kind of did the thing with the toys where, for whatever reason, Darth Maul's always shirtless. Yeah. But I like to think that Darth Maul's just like... Because how old is he now? Like, in his 40s? He's just like this old dude who doesn't wear a shirt. He's like someone's stepdad. And he's just, like, out working on his, his Sith Camaro. Oh, he's, wait. Yeah, how old would... Let's say Darth Maul is probably, what, in his 20s in Phantom Menace? Yeah. So he's almost 40. Yeah. He's a grown man. Yeah. Wearing a hood and no shirt. It's, it's you know, it, it, I, I, I said to you in a text, his shirt was weak and foolish, so he destroyed it. He destroyed it. Um, he calls himself Old Master. He's got no shirt on. Um, maybe, he has new legs. He's got new legs. Uh, which they look pretty good. I, the, you know, he doesn't. He, somehow, in in the time from the when we last saw him going off with Palpatine on Mandalore uh, to now, he's got new legs. Uh, you'd have to think maybe Palpatine got him those new legs. Yeah, and they kind of look like Vader legs a little bit, which raises a very interesting question, right? Like what? Uh, it goes back to Revenge of the Sith. Why did Palpatine just have a Vader suit sitting yeah, around, ready to, ready to go? Right. Was that suit for Palpatine? And he just happened. Maybe that's why he was so mad at Vader all these years. It's like that was my suit. <laughs> <laughs> I spent all these years building this suit, and I had to stick you in it. Well, and it, it you got to think like Vader's body and like the chest plate and everything. I mean, it's more just, it's like, a, it's the thing keeping Vader alive, but it's the, maybe this is something that will come along later, is the mask is it holds certain Sith importance. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because it's not just like a, you know, doesn't go up his nose so he can breathe. Like, it's, yeah, it's got a style and symbolism to it. And, and they don't, you, you'd, you'd guess from Force Awakens that Kylo's mask like his saber it seems old yeah like even if he built a new one it's it's got it's based on something right something from the past something yeah I don't know it's interesting like the whole Palpatine and cyborg cyborg business was that a way for the Sith to cheat death since they can't be force ghosts where uh do they have to build robot bodies to live forever which they're kind of playing around with in the the Vader comic nowadays. I mean, there was like that whole. Did you read that issue where? Oh yeah, with the Mon Calamari dude. Yeah, that. 
<laughs> that one and the uh, there's the whole part where Palpatine was kind of weird where Palpatine was like hey Vader look at all these dudes I have lined up to possibly replace yeah, you yeah the, the, yeah there was like the, to those the brother and sister or whatever and then all the random yeah because wasn't that the whole thing about it? they didn't need the force because they were going to be enhanced in other ways yeah like cyborg people yeah cyborg people are genetically enhanced yeah it was like it's using science to be stronger instead of using uh, the force. Right. Yeah. And like that, when we were talking about this before, that made me like think too. It made me wonder like, did Palpatine foresee that Anakin would probably lose that fight with Obi Wan? And did he have the suit ready to go for Anakin, knowing that that would weaken him? Yeah, which I don't think so because it seems very obvious that like Palpatine's, you know, he's at the Senate doing his business, and it's like, oh, I think we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going so well. <laughs> but Palpatine's like the biggest liar in the world, too. He's not telling anybody ever what's going on with him. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it, it just like if he had that suit ready to go, and if he's like. Yeah, Anakin, you're the most powerful Jedi of all time ever, but I'm going to put you in the cyborg suit to just a prison that I can control you in. Yeah, that could be. You know, like you are, you're more machine now than man. Yeah, but you know, if you think if he was going to do that, he would have put Dooku in a suit. (laughs) I don't, you know, and that's the thing too, like, the Palpatine Dooku relationship. Do you think Palpatine ever even really liked Dooku? No, I don't think he ever liked him at all. No, no, not at all. He was totally the best he could get at the time. <laughs> there are times, like especially in Clone Wars, where I feel kind of bad for Dooku. Yeah, because he kind of had good intentions in a way. Yeah. He thought he was like he thought he was doing it, and it's like when he, you know, in Revenge of the Sith, he's like, "Kill him, kill him now!" And Dooku looks at him like, "What the hell, dude?" Yeah, yeah I just washed your car. I thought we were buddies. Yeah, I picked up your laundry. Yeah, who's gonna get your laundry now, Sheev? <laughs> you will go to the Dago Bar system. Dago system. There you will learn from Yoda, the Jedi Master who instructed me. Are you ready to talk about Force Ghosts? I think it's time. <clears throat> yeah, I'm ready. I'm always, I'm always ready to talk about Force Ghosts. <laughs> um, so, we, we mentioned this briefly before. Yoda was going to be in Seven as a Force Ghost, probably, yeah. And in uh, Ray's Vision, maybe, yeah. Maybe so. That so. What, what's your opinion on what? what do you, when when we talk about Force Ghosts, Episode Seven, Episode Eight, what comes to mind? Well, the thing I've always wanted to see, and I hope they do, is I want to see like the Jedi Council of Force Ghosts, just a bunch of chairs with Force Ghosts in it. So they got Yoda and Anakin and Obi Wan. Maybe Qui Gon shows up. Ooh, don't. But, mm. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing I always think with Force Ghosts, and they really have never resolved it, is 
for a long time, I kind of thought too is maybe only Luke is the maybe only Luke can see them because until Luke, no one ever saw one. And as far as we know from the movies, the only person who sees them is Luke because even Leia doesn't see any of them at the end of Jedi. Yeah. And that's probably something. If they do have the Force Ghosts, we'll figure out. Maybe Luke's talking to Yoda, and Ray thinks he's crazy. I th- I th- well, I think it was um, on on the on the, the the full of Sith podcast. I think it was Brian Young who said and he made he made a point that I never thought of in my life. And it was like the clouds parting when he said it. Um, he, he was like, "Think about in a New Hope, uh, Luke can only hear Obi Wan's voice." And then in Empire, after he gets the saber out of the snow, then he sees Obi-Wan, but it's it's kind of a ghosty, hazy image. And basically what he was saying, as Luke progresses with the Force, he can <clears throat> see the Force ghosts more. The, and by the time he's talking to Obi-Wan in Return of the Jedi... It's pretty. It's 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 a very clear Obi Wan sitting there next to him on the on the log. Yeah, yeah, and that's where it seems like it's it, maybe it's a Luke thing or maybe it's just yeah a power thing because technically, what Yoda's the only one that hears Qui Gon, right? But Qui Gon couldn't. Yeah, but, but Qui Qui Gon couldn't show himself physically in ghost form. He was killed yeah. before he could figure that out. Well, unless it's just a, a Yoda couldn't see him; he could only hear him. It's true. And that maybe because it's if Luke can see all the other ones, maybe Luke can see Qui Gon. Well, and I mean, think of this. Well, in in Ray's vision, she hears Yoda talking. I mean, granted, it's from it's a line from Empire, but she does, and she hears Obi Wan. Right. She hears it, and it's. That's after Snoke tells Kylo there's been an awakening. It's after the whole Falcon thing, where if you watch that Falcon thing and you think about she's she's letting the Force guide her in her decisions as she's doing that, as she probably has been her whole life, but not at the level of which when she is when she's flying the Millennium Falcon. She's pod racing at that point. Exactly. And after that, that's when Snoke is telling Kylo there's been an awakening. And then so after that, she is at that first, you know, the first step, like these are your first steps of her using the force. And she at that moment can hear the force ghosts talking to her. Yeah. Well, it kind of goes with the whole closing your eyes and feeling it too. It's like she's closing her eyes. She can feel and hear the force, but she's not to the point where she can just see the force. No. Well, and it, it begs the question, too. So the visual dictionary says, since the disappearance of Luke Skywalker and the, the shattering of his, of his fledgling Jedi following, the cosmic force has lain dormant, quieted to those able to sense its presence. So that says, basically, in the time that Luke has disappeared, since he's gone looking for the first Jedi temple, if the cosmic force has been completely turned off, then Luke has had no contact with the Force ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, so he really is alone on the island. And maybe that's why he never comes back. He's kind of waiting. He doesn't know what's going on. Like the, for, Maybe he doesn't know why everybody's gone. And then that, and that begs the t- 
title to, because I've read some people say, well, what does the actual name The Force Awakens actually mean? And you've got to think it's, it's, it's almost like waiting for Rey to relight the fire of the Force. Yeah. So then you wonder, too, if you subscribe to the theory that Rey studied, if she was at Luke's Jedi Academy before... Were the Force ghosts there? Did Rey possibly hear the voice of Yoda before? Is that how Obi-Wan knows about Rey? Does Obi-Wan know about Rey just through the Force? Or has Obi-Wan... Was was Obi-Wan, in a way, his ghost there during the Jedi Academy times? Yeah. Teaching the ghost classes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, you gotta take a class from the ghosts now <laughs> like you, you were saying You were saying it's like in Scientology <laughs> You take enough classes And they're like okay now you get to see the ghosts <laughs> <laughs> It's like wait what are you talking about You're talking to ghosts now You're in level 10 You, yeah. can, you, you can go talk to Qui-Gon <laughs> What They gotta bring the ghosts back and that's still, I think we've, like, my one disappointment, I think, with all three prequels is that they cut the scene with Qui-Gon talking in Sith. That, you know, and so I've really thought about that sometimes. If that, because I've always, you know, I've been on and off salty about Revenge of the Sith. And I wonder if that has anything to do with my with my poo-poo attitude. Not really poo-poo, because I do love the movie. But it's it's my least Revenge of the Sith is my least favorite Star Wars movie. But I I wonder if that's because I really wanted that Qui Gon part. I, I think so because to me that that whole part seemed like it was like the point of all three of the movies kind of led up to that point and that the point that Qui Gon makes about compassion being the way for eternal life and all that stuff like it's a big payoff for all three movies and it's so weird to me that they they cut that scene even if they had to have some, like bad fake Liam Neeson voice I think it still would have worked <laughs> but, then, it was, but then we got uh, season 6 Clone Wars uh, vo- uh, voices which it's awesome because it's like a good 15 minutes of that that is true that is true but that kind of sets up too I mean why wouldn't if they're going to bring the ghost back in 8 or 9 why not have Qui-Gon Everybody loves Qui-Gon. Do they? At least, at least in my head, they do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in, in the Galaxy Heroes game I've been playing yeah. the, on the phone, so I bought Qui-Gon the other day because it's Qui-Gon, and the, <laughs> yeah. and the Qui-Gon was the best thing for whatever reason. Qui-Gon had his sleeves rolled up. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's like this like hard-working Qui-Gon where he's got like, his sleeves rolled up. So it just made it all the, all the better to have Qui-Gon in the game. And then they just had an update this week, and they fixed his sleeves, and now he has, like, his real sleeves. Oh. I'm kind of bummed because I liked hard-working Qui-Gon. But <laughs> I guess it, maybe it's uh, Disney actually cares. Someone was like, what the heck? Qui-Gon never rolls his sleeves up. I like that somewhere, somewhere there was a game designer who was like, you know what? I'm rolling up Qui-Gon Jinn's sleeves. Yeah, yeah. They're like, you know... I like the character, but he was just missing something. <laughs> I really wanted to see his forearms. <laughs> Remember, concentrate on the moment. Feel 
Don't think. Use your instincts. I will. May the force be with you. <laughs> That's amazing. When, did you, when you first saw Qui-Gon with his sleeves rolled up, did you die? Yeah, I was like, what the heck is this? It's like, I gotta get this one. I want a figure now. I'm like, he's, you know, he's in my heart now. <laughs> Hardworking Qui-Gon. So here's, so what if... If, if if again if somebody subscribes to the idea that Ray was at the Ray was at the Jedi thing beforehand, um, and Ray has um, I think everyone can agree that Ray probably has some sort of previous history with Luke, whether it's just Luke knew about her or whatever. What if Anakin's spirit is at the Jedi school, and what if Anakin, because Ray was special, Anakin spoke with Ray, let's say. And Kylo, Ben Solo, who was there also, was not allowed to speak to his grandfather. Yeah, that would drive him nuts. Yeah. That would drive him really crazy. Because I was really thinking about it today, because there's, the, there's you know a theory about everything, but there's still that part in the beginning when the dude, um, the, the First Order guy, comes up to Kylo Ren and said they were accompanied by a girl. And Kylo freaks out, you know, and what girl? And yeah. drags the guy across the room. Why would he freak out so much? Yeah, it seemed like he's suspicious at that point that he knows a, there's a girl somewhere. Yeah. Well, and I, like I said, I think maybe he's the one that put her on Jakku. Yeah, there's that theory. So, and and it's funny because I, you were the first person I ever heard say that. But then that theory has popu- has become more popular lately. Um, I, I was explaining this to somebody the other night, and they're like, "How how's that possible?" And I said, I, "You probably have to talk to Gabe." So, explain your idea of Kylo taking Ray to Jakku. So, if in the flashback, the guy that gets killed by Kylo's saber is another one of the Knights of Ren as he was about to kill Rey, that Kylos basically saves Rey because they have some sort of connection and he just doesn't want... He's fine killing everybody else, but he doesn't want to kill Rey. And then to hide basically his lack of... Basically to hide from Snoke, I think, basically his lack of being able to kill her is that he just dumps her on Jakku with Unkar Plutt. Um, and that's why she thinks it's her family because it was somebody that she knew who left her there. Right. Um, just, I don't know. It seems to make sense. Because she's younger than Kylo, so the ages would work, would line up. If Kylo was, you know, 19 or 20 when they attacked the base, and she was maybe five. If Kylo so. has already, at this point, affiliated himself with Snoke, how would he be able to take Rey away if Rey is... Force sensitive, like they'd almost be setting up their own destruction. Well, he's they would be, which is why he shouldn't have done it. Yeah, but I mean, he even what 10 years later, he's still being pulled to the light. So, and maybe Stoke knew about it and let it but go because he knows how powerful Kylo is. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial Stormtroopers are so precise. All right, so we got—we actually have a lot of iTunes reviews to go over. And folks, I still, I still mean it. You, you, you write a review, 
and I will read it on the show. Um, we get so many reviews that it takes an hour to read them all. I know. The thing, some, <laughs> some of them are short, but they're all really great. So let's get let's let's start here uh, with uh, we got one from some guy named Jeremy Wheeler, who I've never heard of. No, um, <laughs> but it, that guy. That guy. <laughs> if you're like me and you wonder what's up with uh, uh, what's Gabe, I feel terrible. I I, I don't want to mispronounce the the Jedi Master, the the really hairy guy, the prequels, Oppo. Oh. Rancisus or something? Yeah, okay. I don't even, I never, I don't know, you don't even know how to pronounce his name. That's Bearded Snake Man. Bearded Snake Man. If you wonder what's up with Oppo Rancisus' crazy fingers, or what Ellen's sleazebag, sleazebag nose death sticks are like, or what kind of hats Lobot wears, what's on special at Dexter Jetster's diner, or when Droopy McCool's solo album is gonna drop, then you should listen to Blast Points. It's totally goat. <laughs> Hosted by the best goofball this side of Orto, Bless Points is Super Wizard. With so much Star Wars coming our way, the only way to keep up is through the main dudes at Blast Points. Listen to it, love it, live it. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. Poetry. Poetry. (laughs) The man's a Shakespeare. Um... The next one is from Rodimus Convoy 13, and he says, Blast Points is on point. I love this podcast. It's so much fun, and I learn something new about Star Wars every time I listen to it. Jason and Gabe know more about Star Wars than George Lucas. All I need is an idea. <laughs> It it's great it's a great listen and totally worth the time. The ever changing intros and outros are a blast. The only thing I don't like about blast points is when it's when it ends. Beautiful. I I, I could I could see that. Uh, and yep. then we got Guaranteed Belly Laughs by Mandalorian Toast. Great name. Uh, if you if you yub nub to the beat of a different stormtrooper helmet drummer, or always wish there was a sitcom starring Zuckus, 4LOM, and Dengar, then jump into this escape pod and cast now. Again, poetry. Um, uh, XV Gojira says, terrific stuff. There's nothing better than sitting back and listening to two great minds jabber on about a subject they know and love so much. And I doubt you'll find another Star Wars podcast or podcast in general talk about Luke baking beans or which nice noodle song is the best. <laughs> true, true. True, yeah. True. Uh, Jason and Gabe, keep up the fantastic work, you glorious moof milkers. I've been drinking a lot of moof milk. Oh, so, so much moof milk. <laughs> Uh, Human Porch. Uh, he's got a really good one. It's all just emojis of fire, and then says one hundred percent. So that's really good. <laughs> and, well, he, and he wrote the the force is strong with this one. So I agree. Uh, and, and then this one's good. Emmy Lou with two question marks and one exclamation point. So uh, Emmy Lou. Uh, she writes really gets my brain going. Fantastic work, Blast Points. I love the Star Wars discussions, the sound bits, and the interviews. Even though I may not always agree with your theories or ideas, I still have a blast, see what I did there, listening to them. You guys keep my brain from atrophying during my very monotonous shift at work. So, Emmy Lou, I like that you're listening to us at work. Uh, Yeah. 
so thank you for that. Keep up the fabulous work. Can't, t- can't wait to see what the future holds. More Luke Hare discussions. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Public care special, the two-hour special. <laughs> <laughs> we count the strands of hair. <laughs> we go a live report as we drive around looking for wigs that look like Luke's hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, D says this is the podcast you're the Star Wars podcast you're looking for. Uh, and then he continues to say, the most important Star Wars discussion on four legs. Which is true, between you and I, we do have four legs. So. At least at least four. At least, well, that we've <laughs> that accounted for. And then Fisty Fizro wrote, writes, Force-sensitive, highest midichlorian count ever detected in a podcast. <laughs> Over 5,000. Not even Master Yoda. Not even Master Yoda. Podcast has that much midi chlorian all over it. I, you know, that, that made me think. The last time I watched Phantom Menace, I was like, "Man, Qui Gon, you're just straight up lying to Anakin. I'm checking your blood for infections." <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, you're just lying. Yeah, that's what those Jedi's do. They lie and they leave coats everywhere. He's like, I'm going to stick a needle in your arm. I'm just checking your blood for infections right before you go to bed. I just met you a couple days ago, but I want to make sure you, yeah. <laughs> make sure you don't have any diseases or anything. And then they don't show the off screen. He drinks the rest of his blood. <laughs> yeah. So sweet. I think that about wraps it up. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Fly out of here like a puffin leaving Skellig Michael. Yep. Um, so, yeah, leave us, a, leave us a review on iTunes, and uh, I'll read it. And you know I'll read it, because I just read Fisto Fizro and Emmy Lou's. You must contact me. And you can, you can find Blast Points on Twitter. It's Blast underscore Points. And we're on Facebook and Instagram. And you can read my weekly reviews of Star Wars Rebels on DoomRocket.com. This week on Star Wars Rebels, uh, we have uh, Hera's dad is back. Which should be... Oh. Yeah. That, <laughs> it should be good. This should be interesting. Yeah, they are pretty much doing each character gets their own episode this season. They are. most part. Yeah, we didn't talk about... Uh, Space whales. Space whales and Ezra and space whales like huffing fumes and hallucinating. <laughs> just having a good old time. We just did. We pretty much summed up the whole episode right there. Yeah. Yeah, yes. If you ever wanted to see Ezra and space whales huff some fumes and freak out, definitely watch last week's Rebels. <laughs> the most psychedelic episode of Rebels ever. Yeah. The Space Whales episode, forever. Mm. Where can I get a Space Whales t-shirt? Where can I get a Space Whale? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think on that note, um, I think we can say, uh, may the Force be with you, and uh, and we'll talk to you soon. See you next time. We'll see you next time.
I'm afraid the deflector shield will be quite operational when your friends arrive. 